it has been what the third week we are going to the week three now right for mco so um so there's a lot of things going on and all that stuff but but i'm sure you know it'll be it'll be quite amazing for us during this season now what happened was um at the beginning of uh mco as we we started this uh mco 3.0 or fmco whatever that you call it um one thing that really struck me was uh I was just going around asking people this question. I asked my life group. I asked the church uh, leadership. I asked everybody. And um, I asked them this question. That, that it, it somehow proved to be quite difficult for people to answer me. So what is this question? Right? The question is, how are you? you know? And I asked all my Christian friends. I said, you know, when I ask you, how are you? from ministry aside, church aside, just how are you? I want to know what, how's, how are you coping with all these things? And, 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 and it's interesting that normally when, when we were asked with this question, so how are you? You know, the most common response we always get, often get every time, you know, before pandemic was, I'm okay, or I am busy. You know, we always equate what we do and how are, what are we doing in our lives you know, with the condition of our lives, all right? So, and, I, and, 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 and this has been a challenging time for everyone globally, you know, because what happened is with the lockdowns and the consistent on and off of uh, uh, lockdown and all that, do you notice something? I think I, I shared this in the, an offering message a few weeks ago. We are confined from all our doing. We can't go to our favorite Gyoka anymore. I totally can't remember how that, place tastes like anymore you know so um and, and and you know we can't go to church arrange chairs you know sometimes i feel like even moving chairs probably like it's like therapeutic thing to do you know um and i totally forgot that we, because we, we can't do all that thing anymore and we are just confined at home you know basically all the compartments that we have compartmentalized you know Nine to five, we are outside at home. Uh, our kids are away. You know, we can do our own thing. We can work our stuff and all that stuff. We, we, we compartmentalize everything. But, you know, but now everything just collapsed back into the four walls of the house. We are being stuck. Uh, you know, interestingly, yesterday night, we were doing a farewell for our live group member, Louis, if you know him. He is actually going, uh, he's returning. He's actually going back to, to Manila in uh, 2nd of July. Um, so just coincidentally, a few brothers and, and myself, we were wearing orange shirts and then people was wondering, you know, why are you guys wearing orange shirt at the same time? Yeah. Uh, are you trying to be uncle Roger or something? So my response to them was, we were actually prisoners being stuck in, at home. <laughs> so anyway, so that's about that. Now, I want to, as we started in the book of Galatians, I just want to point to us, you know, there's a lot more than just defining us with what we do. There's a greater thing that is how are we being? And that's why it's interesting. You know, it's our being that eventually defines our doing. And, and it's interesting because we are all called human beings. Am I right? And we are not called human doings. And also, I just hope that this morning, as we look into a few, uh, into the word of God in Galatians and a few other parts of the Bible, I just, I just hope that this is something that we can uh, really reflect on and be able to just, think about that. Okay, why don't we pray before we go into the Word of God? 
Father, we want to thank you for this time we can gather together as a church virtually. God, we just pray, dear Lord, that no matter which channel that we are participating right now, in Zoom, in Live.CLCPG, in YouTube, on Facebook, God, we pray. Right now, we pray for an open heaven over our living room. God, we want to see your words so tangible today. We just want to encounter you this morning, oh God. Father, we just pray, help us and lead us, make our heart receptive to what you want to do in our hearts this morning. Thank you, Father. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Um, let me just share my screen with you. Um, okay. Can you guys see the slides? All right. Okay. All right. So, Let's look into uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. All right, let's go into Galatians chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. All right, um, let me read this to you. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? Now, the context of this, uh, this uh, book in Galatians, you know, Paul was actually uh, uh, asking them like, you know, because they are Gentiles and they were Jewish Christians, now, what happened was the, the, the Jewish Christians were just going around saying that, hey, you know, um, by you believing uh, Jesus and the gospel is not enough. You know, you have to be circumcised. You have to do this. You have to do that. Then only you can be considered as a Christian. All right. So, and, and, and that's why Paul was just saying, why, why that have you, after that you have believed in the gospel by the work of the spirit, and now you are going back, you know, to the works of law to perfect that. And, and that is why, you know, Paul was just asking, it, it is not right. You know, why are you doing that? And, 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 and you know what? A, a lot of times, unfortunately for us Christians, it, it, it can be like that. You know, we, 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 we trust in Jesus. We believe in Jesus. We put our faith in Jesus. Now, all that stuff is intangible. And the, the, the thing is that, but a lot of times by what we do, you know, but sometimes like, like just like these guys, these, these, these Christians, like they say, oh, they need to be circumcised. You know, sometimes by doing something, you know, it make them feel like, oh, by doing this, I'll probably feel that I'm a bit more Christian. You know, things like that. And, and, and it's the same thing that happened in the Old Testament. You remember when, uh, when Moses and Aaron went up to Mount Sinai, all right? And then the, the guys down there were just like waiting, hey, you know, it's been so long. Why don't you make us, something that we can worship. And then the golden calf came up. You know, they want to be able to see, to be able to touch and, and, and do all that. And, and it's interesting. That's why sometimes being in a Christian itself, we often think that it's often got to do with what we can do, what we can do. But you know what? God is saying this, that, that our faith, you know, it, that our righteousness is justified by our faith in Christ Jesus. It's not even just by what we do. You know, there's nothing that we do that could earn anything earn the salvation from Christ. Now, I just want to point to you, and that's what happened in uh, the book of Luke as well. 
in Luke 19, verse 9 to 14. This was a, a, a parable that Jesus mentioned. All right. And Jesus said this to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. Jesus told this parable. Two men went to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, and the other, a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Do you, you, you see this Pharisee? He comes to God pray. He went to the temple and pray. and say, hey, God, I want to thank you that I do all that. And because I do all that, I should get this righteousness. You know, a lot of times Christians, you know, we, we, we fall into this trap where we think, you know, probably we need to go to church. We need to go to, we need to, go to, we, we need to serve. We need to serve in the ministry or we, we don't do that. You know, we, we, we probably are not saved. God won't bless me or, or, or whatever. You know, that's why just like these Pharisees, he said, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. You know, they, they pride in the things that they do to credit to their righteousness. Now, the interesting thing is, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This guy, the tax collector, he came to God just came as who he is. And he saw his being. I am a sinner. Nothing I will, that I do will ever change that. And I need God to have mercy on me. You know, a lot of times it's the same thing. You know, when we come before God, during this time of pandemic, we, we, whatever things that we have done, we could have done, you, you could have led a ministry, you could have led uh, uh, this task or that task, you know, everything is probably confined or, or minimized. You know, there's nothing that we can do to just justify ourselves anymore. But you know what? It's just our being. Say, God, that's just who I am. I am a sinner. I need your mercy. I need you to forgive me. And it's just that, you know, God does not require us to do like, you know, it's, it's not that we give more tithes and we, we deserve more salvation. It's not because we, we go to church 52 weeks uh, a year and we don't miss, therefore we, 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 we deserve more salvation. You know what? It's never like that. And, and therefore, because of what happens in the world, you know, there's this thing that says, if I do this, you know, therefore I am. If I don't do that, therefore I am not. It's just like what the Pharisee prayed. You know, if I don't go rob, therefore I'm not a robber. You know, and, that's the thing. And busyness have always have a false sense of accomplishment. You know, while stillness feels deceptively like idleness. So today, I mean, in the midst of MCO, and I'm so glad that during these few weeks, you know, we have so many prayer groups that have just popped up. You know, we have 7 a.m. prayer every morning. And, and the Chinese service have their, uh, their women's group and a men's group praying at 6.30 a.m. Um, most of all my all my LG members, they're all praying 6.30 a.m. in the morning. And you know what? One of the things that I've, I've asked um, the guys in my live group is, hey, what is the difference this time? You know, you know what they told me? They said, I've got more problems than as usual, than usual, but 
by starting my day right at 6.30 a.m. just to pray, it gives me a sense of perspective, you know, that I can overcome things, that God is with me, that I'm not facing this problem alone. You know what? This time of MCOE has helped us. We need to go back to our being with Christ and not just our doing. And, and, and that's interesting. You know, when we were young, people always ask us this question, or we always ask a child this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And why don't you type, you know, what was your ambition that, um, that you probably tell people uh, when they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Come on, you can type it on a chat group. All right, so um, yeah, I know, just, just type it in. Let, let, uh, let's, just, uh, let's just see and all that stuff. Um, you know what? When I was a child, I always wanted to be a firefighter because a firefighter is cool. I always, I, when I was three years old and four years old, I always thought, you know, firefighters are the only human in the world that is immune to fire, that the fire will not burn them. You know, and I always thought it was so cool to be a fireman, you know, and, and, and I know, you know, every time when I'm sick and every time when I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling, uh, I'm feeling down, I always bring out my fire engine and all that stuff to play. You know, but the thing is this, we always equate with what do you want to be when you grow up with some things that we do. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be an engineer. That is the thing that we do. But you know what? What do you want to be when you grow up? But none of us will ever say this. I want to be a generous person. I want to be, you know, a kind person. We often answer this question with what we want to do rather than what we, who we want to be. And therefore, the thing is this, we have often focused on the what's and rather than the who, the essence of who we are ourselves. You know, I just want to bring us to this, that, that we, these are the time, that even this MCO, I don't know how long it will take, but I am enjoying MCO treatment because I have been asking myself, God, now that I have stripped off everything of that I can do, I can go out, I can do this and do that. During this time, I just want to spend time with you and be able to make room for you, like the song that we have just sang. You know, it is about working on our being with Christ. And you, and you can see in Jesus' example, in Jesus' life, it's the same thing. He has got three years of ministry on earth. He's got 12 disciples that he spent his time with. And he preaches to thousands and thousands of, you know, crowd that comes every day, that followed him everywhere he went. And, 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 and you know what? He can only do that because of his being with God the Father. He always withdrew to a place to pray. He always withdrew himself to a place to pray. And it is his being, you know, with God the Father that he can do all that he did. You know, the, 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 the miracles, the healing, the preaching, you know, and all that stuff. And that's why it's important for us to know that um, our doing is always the fruits of our being. You know, if we are with Christ, if we are with Jesus, you know, and, and that being with him, with God, it will translate to our doing. Now, the, the problem with a lot of us nowadays is we are going the opposite direction. We are going from the doing part so to justify our being. And often when, 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 when people ask, how's your spiritual life? How are we doing? How is your walk with God? And we often answer with, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm serving as a worship leader. I'm doing this in church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this and that. You know what? One pastor actually asked me this question when I was a teenager. 
He said, I said, how are you doing? How are you? How's your walk with God? And I, my reply was, I'm great. I'm serving as a worship leader. I play the piano, the drums, the guitars, almost every instrument in my church I play. I do everything. And he said, no, 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 no. It's not about what you do in church. How are you with Jesus? And today, you know, as, 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 and, and that, that's the thing, you see, back then, I was trying to use what I do to justify of my being in Christ. And come think about it, you know, now that as I look back, there's probably no difference with me saying that many, many years ago with that Pharisees praying a prayer. God, I'm righteous. I don't do that. I fast twice a week. I give my tithe. You know, I suddenly see, wow, that's such a resemblance of what, how I replied that pastor and what this Pharisee prayed. And, and, and it's, it's, it's scary, you know, when we try to define our being by what I'm doing. And that is why in this pandemic, so, so many of us, our friends, they could be non-believers. A lot of them are breaking down because you know why? We cannot do what we used to do anymore. And therefore, when we can't use to do what we used to do anymore, it is breaking our identity because people used to define us by what we do. You know, if I go to, if I go acting, if I go to uh, my restaurant, I begin to bake. I am a baker and that is who I am. And, and, and if I excel in the things that I do and suddenly I can't do that anymore and I can't, I can't, I don't get that praise. I don't get that. I don't get that, that, that the compliments from people anymore. And I begin to feel, am I not doing well? Am I not doing well? Am I, is this season breaking for me? And that is the problem, you know, because people are defined by their doing. And that is why in this time of MCO, people are breaking down. You know what? This is a season where we need to focus on our being and our being with Christ. Because out of that, you know, it will bear fruits of our doing. And, and, and that is why every time when we come to a, a new year, today it's uh, June uh, the 13th, you know, it's almost half a year's gone. Can I ask you one question? What happened to your New Year's resolution for 2021? Is that paper still there? Or have you burnt it, drink it, or you have chucked it away? You know what? One interesting thing I've always realized is this. In all our New Year's resolution, we always set goals. Am I right? How many of you set goals? You can raise your hand. All right? Um, how many of you don't set goals? All right? I hope you do set goals. All right? Now, the thing is this. Very often when we set goals or we set our New Year's resolution, we always set things like, I want to do this this year. I want to do this. I want to get this this year. I want to do, you know, the, the, the thing is we want, to, we want to do more this year. But you know what? We often, we hardly do this. We say, I want to be a generous person in 2021. I want to be, a, I want to be more patient in 2021. So most people feel that development plans with do goals. I want to do more. And I want to do, do but you know what? Most influential people who make goals, they will do goals of more like being. I want to be a patient mom who loves deeply. I want to be a husband who supports my wife. And I want to be a manager who leads by example. You know, if that could be your goal. You know, but you know what? That, that's, that's what Jesus did anyway. Even by secular standards, Jesus is arguably the most influential leader that has ever lived. You know, in three years, he's got thousands of followers and 2,000 years later, he's got the best-selling book, you know, in the world from every part of the world who will commit their lives to follow him. 
you know what? When we know who we are and, you know, we will know what to do. When, when we have that being with Jesus, the doing will come out naturally. And the problem is when we are focused so much on doing and we are trying to justify that being, and that's where we struggle. And that is why we cannot find consistency. Just think about this. If the goal is to be a generous person, you know, we try, we want to be a generous person. We want to, we want to be more generous. Therefore, the doing part of it, the fruit that we will bear from it is we will be generous in our doing. But the thing is this, if you are doing the other way around, I want to give more away. I want to do more away so that I can be a generous person. I mean, you could, but you will find that, you know, you, you will, eventually you will lose out the consistency of doing that. You know, that, and that is why the, 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 the being and the doing, it's always a, a, a struggle between the internal versus the external. And it is, it is always something that it's always in war. And that is why it's important. And, 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 and Jesus say in John 15 verse 5, he say, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and, and that is why it is really important. You know, that I, I, I want to encourage you during this time just to reflect on this. Your being with Jesus. And remember when we spoke about the book of Acts last month, you know, we were all gathering in church. I think it was in Acts chapter 3 or, or Acts chapter 4 when Peter was arrested, you know, uh, by the Sanhedrin because he was preaching the gospel. He was healing um, the lame guy who was sitting outside the beautiful gate. You know, after questioning him so long. And then, you know what? The book of Acts, it mentioned one thing. The people that Sanhedrin noticed one thing, that he has been with Jesus. You know what? People will notice us that if we have been with Jesus, just by our being, because that will flow out naturally and we will bear fruits in our doing in our lives. And, and, and that is the same thing. I just want to point um this one example with you that I am so guilty as charged. Uh, and I'm sure we have parents here as well. Um, if you are parents, could you please raise your hand? If I can see you, you can just raise your hand physically or you can just click an emoji if you want to. Now, um, I mean, before, before, before the, the pandemic, you know, I sent my kids to childcare. I, um, you know, I, and I always thought that, oh, if I, if, I, if I send him to this class and that class, he's doing stuff. You know, he will learn all this stuff and he will, he will know that I love him. You know, I can buy this thing for him. I can buy McDonald's happy meals for them and they will know that I love him. And you know what? In this MCO, we are all living in the same house together 24-7. And, 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 and there's one thing that have really struck me that I have not been there for my kids as much as I am for my work as much as I am for a lot of things that I do. You know, we could, be, we could be doing a lot of things for them, you know, but have I been spending time with them? And, and, and one of the things that we, we really have to do now is uh, um, we cook a lot these days. Um, and you know what? I, will just, uh, I just replace my, uh, my cooking gas. If you have cooking gas, that, that cylinder tank at home, uh, and that guy who, 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 who delivered the, 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 the gas to me last uh, two weeks ago, he was the same guy who came every time. You know, I, and I just told him this question. And I just told him this. I said, you know what? Before MCO, I only change my cooking gas once every two years. 
I mean, Penang has so much food, so many beautiful places to eat, right? Why bother cooking? But ever since MCO started, I changed my cooking gas three times a year. Wow, that's a lot of time, a lot of cooking. And, and you know what? A lot of cooking means there's a lot of washing as well. You know, I always leave the cooking to my wife. He, she's a much better chef than I am. Um, and I have to do all the dishes washing. And, and, I, and I love that because you know what? That is the time that I can uh, get my son to help me wipe the dry everything. I mean, two hands are better than one. So, and you know what? And I always love that time. He probably doesn't know that. He's probably watching as well. Um, every time when we were doing the dishes, we would just talk. And I would just have a peek into his world, what's happening. And I, and I love it. That, that time of just doing the dishes together, it's not just about doing the dishes, but being with him, spending time with him. And I love that. You know, it's just that. And, and, and we just started doing this. Like we, we, we gathered on uh, Saturday night, every one of us on the bed, we just begin to do a mini live group saying, hey, so what is that one thing that you want to um, thankful for? And then and, and, and my kid just say, you know, I want, to thank, I want to thank God for daddy because he always go and buy food for me. You know, he always go and do this for me and always do that for him. You know, I, I pray that one day, you know, when my kids were to say what they are thankful for, it's not because of what I do for him, but because I'm, I'm there for him. You know, so this is something that I want to encourage us. If you are parents or we all have parents at home or family members, let's be there for them. And one last story. And, and, and last week, you know, I was preparing a sermon. I was busy at work, so many things. And, and I suddenly broke down in like, I'm just so anxious. Can I meet the deadline? I'm just so worried. And so one day after lunch, there's nobody in the, in the, in, in the dining room. It's just me and Ramus. Ramus is my younger son. He's um, six years old. And so I, I called Ramus to me and said, hey, sit on my lap, Ramus. I am just feeling really lousy now. I, I don't know if I can meet my deadlines. I'm really worried. Can you pray for me? Um, so he's six years old. He begins to pray for me. Uh, now, this is the one amazing thing that happened last week. As he was praying for me, and I noticed he was praying slower and slower and slower. And I feel like, wow, as he was uttering out those words, praying for daddy, praying for daddy's work, that you don't feel worried. You know, I feel like as if God is just doing something in my heart. And I feel like I was, you know, tears are about to roll down from my, yeah, from my eyes. And, 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 and he's just praying soft, softly and slowly. And towards the end, as he said, amen, you know what? He told me this. You know what, daddy? I don't know why, but as I pray for you, I want to cry. I want to cry. I was shocked. As I heard him say that, I was like, wow. You know, God is probably doing something through him. And that time of being together, you know, I just, just showed me something different. You know what I did after that? I just went to JJ, my wife, and I told her, I think God is doing something amazing in Raymond's life. You know, he just prayed for me. I wanted to cry and he told me that he wanted to cry. So I said, why don't you ask him to pray for you? So a so few hours later, you know, my wife went out and said, hey, um, Raymond, could you pray for me? And JJ told me the most amazing thing. He said, he couldn't articulate in the right words and everything, but what he prayed for was just the right thing that I have in my heart. I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know what? As a parent, I want to be there for my kids. I want the Holy Spirit to impact him even as young as six years old. And it's all about just being. Because of that, it translates to our doing. Amen? So the fruit 
is not our joy. You know, as a Christian, you know, a lot of time we want to see results. We want to see, hey, we want to, we want to achieve this so that we can justify who we are. You know what? The fruit is not our joy. A lot of time, the obedience is always the outcome that we should be joyful for. You know, if you look in the Bible, you know, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's not about the outcome of the, 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 the results or whatever, but God always commanded, you know, all those guys in the Bible, not just because of the outcome, but because of their obedience. And the obedience thing can only come through our being with Christ. Not just a doing, not just a one-off thing that, ah, oh, I obey. You know, about a continuous thing that we always choose to obey and, 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 and do that. And that's why you can see parents, don't just do it for him. You know, don't just do, uh, by the way, this is not my kid, yeah, okay? I, just, I, I got this from somewhere from the internet, right? So, uh, so no, uh, no, cane, uh, no cane was uh, hit on anybody, don't worry, okay? So a lot of time we just thought we can do this. We can, as long as we achieve this result and therefore we can justify the being. You know what? For us, obedience is the outcome that we want, all right? So as Christians, we are commended for our obedience, not our results. Okay, and, and by doing, by saying this, you know, then some of us will just swing it to the far extreme. Oh, if that's the case, you know, I just wake up every morning. I just, every day, I just be with Jesus. I just spend time praying. I just spend time doing devotion. That's all that's needed. I don't have to do anything anymore. I don't have to go to church and serve. I don't do this. I don't need to do that. You know what? But being and doing are equally essential because Jesus said, if you abide, if we abide in him, we will bear fruit. So if we have the being right, the doing will be right. right? If we have that, we abide in him, we will bear fruit. You know, if we have, we do the, if we, if we are being right, then we will do right. So that's the important thing that we need to understand. And therefore, we cannot say, oh, I want to be with Jesus. So all this serving, all this ministry, all this preaching the gospel, they are not important. You know, I will just let the Holy Spirit do it. You know, I, I, I get a bit, a bit, Tense sometimes when you, when you go to a meeting or, or whatever. Oh, let, why not? Why bother plan? Jesus is coming back. You know, let's be led by the Spirit. God will lead us naturally. You know what? God will lead us to plan as well. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't have to do anything. We'd be a passive being and we just stop and we just say, God, feel me. You know, I have an assignment that's due tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, I pray the pens and the pencil will rise up right now and begin to scribble on that piece of paper and my assignment will be done tomorrow. No, it won't happen. You know, it is because of our being with Christ, the doing will come as a fruit. The doing will come after that. So both of them are equally essential. And, the, and that's the reason I always begin to do this, that I, I will examine my doing. Is my doing reflecting my being. If my doing is reflecting something else, I need to examine my being. I probably have not done something right. It's just like what the Paul uh, said to these uh, guys in, in Galatia, in Galatians, you know, that you have received the spirit by believing and by faith. And why then are you going back, you know, to the work of law to justify that? You know, it doesn't synchronize. It doesn't, it doesn't sync. And that's why both of them are important. All right, I want to show you this verse in Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. All right, so Paul was writing this from his uh, house prison from far away, and he celebrates the two things about the, Col the church in Colossians. He says, 
For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Right. Now, the thing is this. Paul rejoices in the doing, in the doing part of the Colossian church, the external, the good order of working and, and, and walking the ways of Christ. Right. So that is their doing part that Paul was so happy about that he rejoices with them in the doing part. Now, not only that, the second thing, Paul rejoices in their being as well, the internal, the firmness of their faith in Christ. So therefore, if you see that, these two of these things are equally important because of their firmness in their faith in Christ. You know, they were able to have a good order of working and walking in the ways of Jesus. They bear fruits. The doing is their is a result of the firmness of their faith in Christ. So it's important, all right? And that's why even in the book of James, um, even in the book of James, it's also mentioned, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. You know, so that's the reason we always, we, we, we need to examine if our doing is a fruit of our being in Christ. And, 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 and it's, it's really important. And, and in James 2 verse 14, it says, Dear friends, do you think you will get anywhere if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? You know what? If you really have that faith, you will really live out that faith. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm using a gospel, for example, a, 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 a new believer that has just come to Christ. He will want to share that good news with friends and people in his life, right? And I was just doing a, a Bible study with someone and, and I just use this illustration. It's just like, for example, I'm sure not many of us have uh, got a vaccine, uh, vaccine, right? Am I right? Now, imagine this. 2 p.m. today, you go and you go out to buy food and suddenly you saw, hey, Gani Plaza, you, anyone who walk into Gani Plaza, you can get your, your vaccination straight without queue, without having to wait for the appointment from Mindsuchatra app. If you have got that, you will surely WhatsApp every WhatsApp group that you have on your phone. Hey, go to Gani Plaza now. I just got my vaccination done. Just walk in. Don't have to wait anymore. You will do that, right? That's the thing. Because if we were to encounter the gospel of Christ, you know, we will reach out to others and tell others about this good news. And just like about the vaccine thing. And, and, and that's the thing. You know, we, we will not let our doing and our being be in contradiction. So today, you know, I want to encourage you, don't let us spend time, you know, if we can't do the things that we used to be able to do, perhaps it's a time for us to reevaluate. Have I, is my doing, has my doing, you know, be reflecting on my being in Christ? Amen. And, and Jesus' ministry was like that. I mentioned earlier, Jesus, his ministry was defined by his being with God alone during prayer. You know, Jesus modeled that and we need to get back to basics and steal our hearts before him. And perhaps sometimes we need to shut down our cell phones, social media, gadgets and all that. And, and, and it's, interesting, it's interesting, isn't it? Like the only thing that will probably distract us now that we are at home is probably all our electronic gadgets. And, 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 and recently, uh, during these few weeks, I have used this feature on my phone so often. It's called 
DND. Uh, not Dungeons and Dragons, it's do not disturb. <laughs> All right. I have never used DND mode on my phone, you know, as frequent as now. You know, I've always said on DND, and there are times I, I forgot to even turn it back off that I missed so many calls and all that stuff. You know what? That is the one thing that we need to make sure. And, and that's why Charles Arswindel said this well, what we want to do is not nearly as important as what we want to be. Can I ask you this question? I don't know how long this pandemic will last. I don't know how long this MCO will last, but it doesn't matter. But I just want to ask you one, one thing. We are definitely coming out from this one day, for sure. You know, we don't know when. It's just like the, the parents always promise us, you know, one day I'll buy this toy for you, but we don't know that when that one day will come. You know, my kid always tell me that. And also, uh, I say, yeah, what can I do? I can't go and buy that for you. Um, we know one day, one day we will definitely get out from this pandemic. But you know what? As we get out from this pandemic, right? It is not about things that we can break. Oh, you know what? During this pandemic, I do this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done that. But you know what? I just want to throw this question to you. Why don't you decide, you know, from when that day comes, who that is that person that we will be, we want to be, what we want to be when that day comes? Not just like... Because at the end of 2021, we can't brag, oh, I've done this, I've gone to this place, I've gone to New York, I've gone to London, I've, you know, I've gone to Olympics. We can't do all that anymore. But at the end of 2021, you know, that's one thing that we can do is we can say, oh, you know what? I've worked on my being. And 2021, I have experienced so much of Christ, so much of Jesus and the work of his Holy Spirit that I am a generous person now, that I am a kind person. I am filled with so much patience now. Now, and that's why in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, and it says this, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Now, Paul said this. He said, if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You know what? When we talk about our being, the being part of, our, of ourselves, you know, we actually have choice. We can, we, can, we can devote that being with Christ or we can devote that being to fill our fleshly desires. And Paul went on to say um, in the next verses, um, and, I'm, and I'm sure Pastor, uh, Pastor will cover this in, the, uh, in next week's uh, uh, sermon. And the acts of flesh are obvious. It is sexual immorality, you know, impurity, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, and, and jealous and all that stuff. So if you, if we were to choose, you know, to, 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 to devote our being for flesh, in our fleshly ways, and therefore, you know, we, we, we will indulge in all this kind of stuff, selfish ambitions, envy, drunkenness, and all that stuff. So if you see those if what you are doing are being exhibited, manifested in all those stuff, you know, you need to know that your being, you need to come back, you know, to be filled with Christ, to, to spend time with Jesus, to be filled with the Spirit, walk by the Spirit. And of course, the most important verse that everyone always quote in Galatians 5.22, it says, by the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
you know what? If we were to choose to devote our being with God, the Holy Spirit, and therefore we will bear the fruits. And that's why we can have, you know, kindness, joy, love, peace, and all that. And, all, and therefore the fruit of that will come from our being. So today, can I encourage you? You know, can I encourage you, you know, as we get out from this service, as we sign up on Zoom later, why don't we just take a moment of time just to think, how have I been with Jesus? Does people know that I am a Christian? You know, nowadays people can't tell if you go to church or if you wear a cross anymore because they don't see us. But you know what? But it is that being with Jesus that will translate in so many doings you know, that will cause people to see us. All right? And, then, and that is why I love that in, 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 um, um, in John 1 verse 12. Right? It says this, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So if we are children of God, and let us act like one, let us behave like one, let us be the children of God. You know, it is not about doing, but it's be, being a children of God. And that's why it's interesting um, that, that if we were to believe in Jesus, if we have faith in Him, you know, that being in Christ as children of God, that will definitely affect how our doing, how are we living our life here on, on earth. And, that, and, that, and that's interesting in 1 Peter 4, verse 16 and 19. You know, my life group just went through the whole uh, book of 1 Peter these two months. And, 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 and in 1 Peter, it, it talks a lot about suffering for Christ and suffering as a Christian. And I, I just want to show you this. In 1 Peter 4, verse 16, it says this, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. You know, so Peter is saying, it's no shame to suffer for being a Christian. You know what? In fact, you know, it is God's work of refining our spirituality because his glory will eventually be shown in our life. You know, says those, there's no shame to suffer for being a Christian. All right? So if you look, to look in the first Peter, that's what he said. Now in verse 19, he says this. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, that means you're suffering for Christ, you know, because of our identification with him that we are suffering. Peter said this, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you. For he will never fail you. You know what? Because of our being with Christian, you know, there's no shame. Therefore, we can keep on doing what is right. You know, it is always in harmony. It is always in sync. And therefore, you know, it is important that, that we focus on this, on our being with Jesus. And I hope today, you know, if, if you are struggling through on things that you are doing and because of what you are doing, that people are just giving you so much compliment and, and just suddenly, now all this MCO, it, it sort of remove all that thing from you. Like you, you. You don't seem to get a compliment as often as you used to get now for the things that you do. Perhaps, Come back to the time of who you are, you know, who we are in Christ. And let that be our confidence, not just about the things that we do. And that's why you see in the corporate world, in, in the marketing world outside, people always, you know, if, if let's say I were to, I were to uh, how do I say, I were to promote to you um, this, this cup of coffee, all right? 
I will or, or, or this medicine or, or this uh, uh, or this uh, what do you call that this um, um, or this vaccine for example we will always share what we will always share the success story of the product am I right this slimming pill has helped me to gain or not gain I mean to to drop 20 kilograms you know in, in how many in X amount of months people oh the world is always focusing on the success story you know what yesterday I was in a, a Christian marketplace meeting uh, organized by someone, one of my friends, and 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 he he and that speaker was just sharing how he got to where he is today, and he, he and then he, he and I was just very interested. He said this: "I want to share today. I don't want to share my success story with you, but I want to share my process story with you." So wow, that is just the thing that people need to hear. It's the being, not just the doing, not just the outcome. And then when he when he started to share, he he, he shared, "I have started sixteen successful startups and the people love that right wow so many businesses you know and the and the thing that come after that was something that i really respect him and out of that 16 nine of them failed and it is worth mention you know what perhaps today as christian you know we don't want to just share our success story no we want to share our process story it's the being part that will cause us to do something that is so nice. And just so that not, not just for ourselves, not just like how the Pharisees prayed, but you know what? So that God's glory can be manifested through our lives. And that when people will see us after this MCO is over, wow, you know what? Yong Sing, wow, Zason, wow, Lawrence, there's something different about you. I know that I can see that you have been with Jesus. I can see that you have been with God. I can see that. I can see that. It's amazing. You know, God is just pouring out in a manner that's just unbelievable to us. Today, you probably think, you know, for me to be a Christian, I need to follow this thing. I need to follow this tradition. I need to, or just like what Paul was just telling this uh, church in Galatia. They, they think that to be a Christian, they need to go to be circumcised. But Paul said, no, you don't need to revert back to the works of law to justify your righteousness in Christ by faith. So perhaps today, you, know, you always we have been bounded by tradition. We've been bounded by preconceived idea. Oh, I need to do this. Otherwise, God will not work. You know what? Every time when we put God in the box, it just we are just limiting God's potential in our life. We cannot do this. You know, God will never work the same way. You know, otherwise, you know, if we are, uh, if, if we're having problems with our eyes, we're feeling a bit blinded, we'll, we'll ask, hey, can you please spit on something and then you can rub on my eyes again? Because I remember Jesus did that in the New Testament. Probably that will work. It, 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 it doesn't work that way. You know, I just pray today, you know, that we will all reflect. You know, if we have been a person who have been focusing on doing and doing and doing, and you feel that, you know, I need to be busy, otherwise I feel that I'm wasting my time. You know what? Maybe just take a step back, begin to think. I'm not saying everything that we do is wrong, but perhaps we need to see if everything that we do, you know, comes from our being with Christ so that it doesn't have to be it, it doesn't have to be a pressure you know because if it was to come from just the doing to being we will be forcing ourselves pressuring ourselves oh I need to do this I need to do this and you know it will be so hard you know it will be so hard for an apple trying to be an orange you know he will put all those different clothing on himself because they are not orange but when you are an orange you will just be an orange, then you definitely will taste like an orange, you will smell like an orange. You don't have to put perfume 
to, so that you smell like an orange. So today, I just want to encourage you. You know, why don't you make room for God? You know, MCO is extended for two weeks. I, I know some of us may be thinking, oh, just another two weeks at home and, and, and I don't know. But I just pray that these two weeks will be a time for us to really go back to our being and check. God, I want to choose to devote my being for you, for your Holy Spirit to come, not just for my flesh so that I can get more money, so I can get all the things in the world. It's not about that. Amen.